Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse and the National Women's Soccer League both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an up front price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the Herd at FoxSportsRadio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. All right, here we go. Hour number two. Lakers, Warriors tonight. The ratings have been huge, by the way. Like, the Laker, Warrior, Warrior games. Warriors are the biggest draw in the league by far now. LeBron is second. But those numbers are going to be huge. Uh, This is The Herd in L.A. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, thanks for making us part of your day. A lot of choices out there. So Mark Medina, who's covered the Warriors and the Lakers, will be joining us in about 12 minutes. Um, I, I do think it, 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 it's interesting when you I went to a bunch of Manny Pacquiao fights so Manny Pacquiao is one of the great fighters of all time and I probably went to six of his fights so Pacquiao uh, the, I, the, one of the last ones I went to I think was against uh, I could get the name wrong uh, was it Dennis Thurman no clue so uh, Pacquiao dominated the fight so the Pacquiao, he's so good and so experienced. I always felt like first rounds for Manny Pacquiao were just feel-out rounds. He just if somebody else would come in with an absolute Thurman comes in with an absolute game plan, and Manny feels him out. And by late first, early second round, Manny takes control of the fight. The Warriors have a history of doing this. They did it against the Kings. They did it against the Lakers last year with Boston. It took them like four games to figure it out. 
So it's interesting to me that over and over, every time the Warriors get down, everybody just falls into this, oh, it's over. Now, this is a tough matchup because they have really very limited size. But Looney only played 29 minutes. Draymond played 33 minutes. AD played 44 minutes. And AD, by the way, was much less efficient in the second half than the first. He just dominated the first half. I mean, it was like 9 of 10. Um, And the Lakers... You know, listen, they outplayed them. It should not have been close late. The biggest concern to me was how the hell did it end up close? Darvin Ham didn't call a timeout. Warriors went on a huge run. And I do believe that Kerr will win a game in this series. He will situationally, he did it against Mike Brown. He'll win a game in this series, the coach. Spolstra does this. Spolstra will win, and maybe he already did in game one. You can argue Spolstra beat Tibbs in game one. It was a coaching decision, better coaching late. Tibbs went heavy on R.J. Barrett, didn't get Jalen Brunson the ball. People were like, why are you not attacking hobbled Jimmy Butler? Like Spolstra won game one in a close game, right? He won game one. You could argue Doc Rivers did a better job in game one close game, getting the ball to Harden and Maxie over and over and over and over. The Celtics couldn't get the ball to Tatum. They didn't get the ball to Tatum. So in these close games, absolutely Kerr and Spolstra, I think in the last series, and in this series for the Heat, Spolstra won that game for the Knicks. Bad coaching by Tibbs. He's a defensive-minded coach. They got the ball to the wrong people. Uh, they didn't attack Jimmy Butler. It's like bad coaching. Spolstra won. Tibbs, nothing. Blame the players all you want. By the way, in game two, they made sure they got Brunson the three-point shot. Josh Hart got a shot. Like, they got the ball. You know, Jimmy Butler didn't play. So my takeaway is Kerr will get you a win in a close game in this series. Rest got the Lakers game one win in the series. So maybe that'll work itself out. I I think I thought it would be a five game series. I'll take the Warriors in six. You think it's Warriors in seven? Yeah. Do you think Looney and Draymond play at the same time tonight? Because that allowed AD to be a force defensively in the middle. He just camped out in the lane. They didn't respect Looney. Steve Kerr, my guess, will go to a lot of four guard attacks, Moody. Pool. Well, the they'll, way, they'll go to the four guard attacks and say, "Ad, you got to come out of the lane." And Ad's not going to play forty four minutes tonight. We know that. No, he's probably going to play closer to 37, 38 minutes, and then therefore it's not, and he won't be quite so as efficient. Who do, who do you think takes those extra seven minutes? Because that's where my money would go for a player prop, and my guess would be Rui Hachimura, who didn't do much in game one, but he's been integral in the playoffs. Not the rim protector Ad is, but, but he lane. also can shoot. I think he's going to play more minutes tonight. That's my read on the series, at least for tonight. I think I think uh, Steve Kerr will suggest strongly to Andrew Wiggins to be more of an offensive, aggressive offensive performer. Wiggins was a no-show in game one. We worried about Wiggins against the Kings, but he was actually pretty successful in key spots. He just didn't show up at all. Yeah. So I think Wiggins will, will, will... Remember, he just got back to the team after being out, was it like a month? Uh, well, 25 games? Uh, it was 43 days, Oh, I gosh, think. so like a month and a half. And yeah. then first series back with the Kings, struggled in the first game, and remember, missed the yeah, he got shot tired, late. fatigued. So I think Wiggins will play. Remember, this game's still in the Chase Center. They don't lose back-to-back home very much. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's also the Lakers probably don't play with they don't play with the rest or quite the intensity. AD doesn't play quite as much. LeBron probably plays better. Uh, but I thought AD, the game plan, D'Lo, were spot on, and the Warriors didn't play their starters many minutes because they had to use basically seven guys extensively in a seven-game exhaustive series against Sacramento. They didn't play guys in the first game. 
Uh, how many hours do we do tomorrow if the Lakers pull the upset tonight? Is it just three hours of Lakers Warriors? Tomorrow? It, will be, it will be a big deal. <laughs> so I, I thought this was interesting. Patrick Beverly can annoy people, but he's highly passionate. And I like I like your Draymond Greens, your Patrick Beverleys, uh, your Rodmans. You know they're they're defensive players first. Uh, they can kind of discombobulate your offense. They get in your head. Uh, now Draymond's much better than Patrick Beverly, but Patrick Beverly says fifty percent of NBA players don't love basketball. What percentage of NBA players don't really love fifty? And I was like being nice. How can you tell when someone doesn't love basketball? Preparation. Now, can you have all that energy and put it in basketball? Is it watching film? Is it extra shots? Is it free throws? Is it working on offhand? Is it working on shots that you might not even use just to have some in your back pocket? Preparation. How prepared are you? Do you know the coach's philosophy? Do you know what the coaches what, what the coaches want from you? So it's easy to blame the players here. I won't. I'll blame the culture. The football culture in America is better than the basketball culture. The business of basketball wears kids out, not the basketball. AAU basketball, as Steve Kerr recently called out, is counterproductive subculture to the sport. College basketball is completely transitional. The shoe company deals are sketchy. Teams are losing intentionally often to get better draft picks. You enter the NBA often at 19 years old, and a lot is demanded of you. It is why Adam Silver said last year, my players are miserable. You've never heard Roger Goodell say that. Because you're asking young people to carry the weight of the world. Marketing campaigns, shoe campaigns, be a dominant player. These guys can't get in the bar at the team hotel. They're 19 years old. The football culture doesn't do that. I mean, Zion Williamson at Duke suggested he wanted to come back for a second year because he had so much fun. He was called out. It was bad for business. Get to the pros. Hurry up. There's one way to do it. One and done. Get to the pros. Basketball is in a rush to get the kids paid and get the kid marketed. They don't really care about the kid. They care about everybody gravy training off the kid. Football culture is different. They don't give young players a lot of power. Coaches are empowered. You have to play three years of college football for mental and physical and emotional growth. You can be hard coached. Your agent has little power. Marketing doesn't matter. Nobody knew who the hell Tom Brady was, and he had two Super Bowls. He wasn't doing massive commercials. We think we're doing basketball players a favor to give them everything they want at 19 and 20. We're doing a disservice. That's why so many guys become bounce-around-the-league guys. That's why so many guys in basketball become, whatever happened to Sebastian Telfair? That's what happens to the league over and over and over. And yet the NFL, half the league is undrafted. Austin Reeves is everywhere in the NFL. Austin Reeves went to college three and four years. Who's leading the Knicks? Jalen Brunson, three-year college player. Draymond Green, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson. How many of the Warriors went to years and years of college? It's this basketball culture, get everybody played or fire the agent, fire the coach. You're putting this unbelievable burden on 19- and 20-year-old kids. The NFL, the coach has power. The league has power. You're not given as much power. You can be as good as Patrick Mahomes. You're not, you're not making any money your first three years in the league. You're not making big boy money. 
slow growth, you're part of a collective, you're supported, more is demanded, but they don't, they don't turn you into a marketing machine because you can sell a shoe. The NBA, I think a lot of times, basketball culture thinks it's a great thing to get everybody paid early and create stars. NFL is more about creating teams and winning and a community, and it's less reliant on a young 19-year-old. So when you see a kid like John Morant go sideways, you're like, yeah, like I get it. The, the weight of the world's on his shoulders. He's a kid. So I, I don't blame the players on this. It's very easy to blame kids. Look at the parents. It's very easy, you know, to, to always blame young people for the problems of society. Are they getting support? Are we asking too much? I just saw a study the other day. Young people have never been more miserable. Test scores, go to college, best schools. They may benefit later in life. They may. But when you, when I, I remember not long ago, a couple years ago, I was, uh, I was actually skiing and I was having lunch. And I ran into a nice man. He was a athletic director at an Ivy League school. I won't say the school, but I, I have his business card. Very, very nice man. And I asked him, I said, what is the worst part of your job? I mean, you're dealing with these brilliant kids. Uh, there's not a ton of athletic pressure in the Ivy League, right? Like, you know, I mean, Harvard football has been pretty good. I said, what's the worst part of being an athletic director at an Ivy League school? Kids don't get into trouble much. He said, the pressure from the parents. He goes, the depression levels are through the roof. Prep schools, got to qualify, got to make the team. It's like, my kids are miserable. A big chunk of my kids are miserable. So when Adam Silver says, my players are miserable, don't blame the kid. Blame the culture. Blame the structure. Stop trying to build franchises in cities around John Moran. He's a kid. Let him grow. I mean, I, I get basketball culture. I get the one-and-done thing, but it shouldn't be a race. Zion Williamson, spend another league in, spend another year in college. I, this idea that the NBA has marginalized college basketball is bad for the kid. What the hell are you talking about? Spending two years at Duke is bad? Carolina or with Bill Self at Kansas? That's bad? Bill Self can do circles around these G League scrub coaches. Again, NFL looks at college football as an ally. Bill Belichick calls Saban, calls his guys, calls his Herm Edwards, calls his Sabans. NFL sees college football. You're helping us. NBA looks at college basketball. You're taking money away from the kids. That's why the NBA's got so many. Whatever happened to that guy? I don't know. It ends sadly a lot. All right. A lot of stuff going on. Mark Medina's around the corners, covered the Warriors and the Lakers. It's, a, it's actually tonight. Is this sound? Am I being a little hyper on this? Is it one of the games of the season? I mean, for the Warriors to lose in Sacramento is different. I'm still the, letting your take marinate um, that you just ranted about. That was kind of different than you've done lately. I, I need a minute to digest it fully. Yeah. There's a lot to unpack there. A lot. Because, frankly... I want to defend some of these kids for leaving to get paid in the NBA as opposed to not getting paid in college, but now with NIL, they do get is paid. there more of an incentive for some of these guys to stay? I don't like the way the NBA treats college basketball. It's like, time out. You don't think spending two years with Bill Self doesn't have advantages? Why are we taking 19-year-olds and forcing... And by the way... It, it, 
in a college level program, you have a history and a community like Kansas basketball, Gonzaga basketball, these programs, they really do a good job of getting a kid up to speed emotionally and physically. Like you get to the NBA, man, the clock is ticking. If by year two, you aren't showing stuff, you don't get, you don't get the attention. You don't get the marketing. Do you know how hard it is? I mean, I'm not, what John Morant did is a bummer, but it's not a shock when you look at what we pile on our basketball players at 19 years old, it's not shocking. Yeah. The outcome is sometimes really unfortunate. Well, it's interesting that uh, Denver's one of their best players off the bench is Christian Braun from Kansas. He stayed, I believe, three years. He's an instant impact guy contributor. A lot of these guys who come in as rookies, like Paolo Banquero, Orlando lost, what, 50 games? Uh, the, the kid in Houston, they lost 60. Like, you come in, you're going to be drafted at the top. You're going to lose a lot. You go to you've been awful used to winning teams. AAU college. You're used to winning. Go to a bad team. You're not winning. I mean, you're making a lot of money though, and you're enjoying life. By the way, go look at the Miami Heatles. A lot of guys that went to more than one year of college, right? Go look at the Warriors. Go look at the Knicks this year. I mean, Jalen Brunson's a classic. Hard coached at Villanova. They make you play real defense at Villanova. Jalen, uh, Josh Hart, same deal. Okay, I mean, you start looking around the league. And I'm not saying stars don't matter, but it's, I mean, you know, Michael Jordan was not a one and done. Well, we, we're starting to see this a little with quarterbacks in the NFL, are we not? Some of these guys who started for one year and then they're off to the NFL. Like Trubisky By started for like one year. Anthony Richardson, guy, he's not ready for the league. Trey Lance, he could have used some more time, but hey, I can redshirt. I can start one year. There's yeah. not too much tape but, on me. And now they want me. Well, it's interesting. Mac Jones, one year starting. It's been rough. He's a little older. But but it it's been choppy. Yeah. Okay. Trey Lance. Zach Wilson is like Zach Wilson. Perfect example. Like, One dude, big year. You're not Chop- ready. And by the way, could I not argue with Zach Wilson? It was a maturity thing. With Mac Jones, Mac and Roe Jones, he has battled with coaches. Trey Lance, not a lot of starts. Kyler Murray didn't have a lot of college starts. It's been a maturity thing. Yeah, like Hendon Hooker, I think went to Detroit. He's like 25. No pressure. Hey, man, you're 25. Get used to the locker room. I, I, we might start you next year. I, uh, Will Levis going second round is probably the best thing that ever happened. He went to a real coach, a real defense, a real run game, a wonky division. No pressure for him to be a star. They have Tannehill. That's a, now, he may not feel it now, but quarterbacks make all their money in their second and third contracts. Yeah. Will Levis got a break dropping in the draft. Aaron Rodgers dropped to Green Bay, got to sit behind Favre. So Aaron Rodgers went to a junior college for a couple years. He goes to Cal. He sits behind Favre. He's a legend. Brady goes several years, sits behind Bledsoe. He's a legend. It's not coincidence on this stuff. It's like, I mean, go back to yourself. The idea at 19 to 20 that I would lead, I mean, I, I came from, I lived in the same house for 20 years, dad, successful guy, mom worked in my school, you know, like, like same house, a lot of structure, right? The idea of at 20 years old, I would have been mature enough to lead an NBA franchise, have a deal with like Nike, run it on the road, hotels, fame, women. I would have unraveled. Do you, do you remember what doing your laundry was like in college at 20? Like, I don't know if you did laundry growing up. I didn't do a lot of it. It was a struggle for me. I'm not going to lie. Uh, you know, my parents took care of the laundry when my I was mom, a kid. My mom paid my ins- car insurance, I think, until I was 25. Same. I was so yeah. disorganized at 23, 24. Like, I would just forget to pay it. She's and like, now you're supposed to lead an NBA team at Yeah, I mean, again, we always blame the players. And by the way, get in front of the media after every single loss and talk about it and explain and it. And then sports talk, radio talks about you, debate shows talk about you, media ESPN talks about bust, you. Bust, 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 bust. It's like, 
Adam Silver, my players are miserable. You could help that. You know, you could, you could, there's just, there's ways to make it better and easier for the players so you have fewer busts. I don't think it's crazy to say that one of the strengths of the NFL, half the players in the league are undrafted. There's Austin Reeves everywhere, is you have to go to college for three years. So you grow up physically. So by the time you get to the NFL as an undrafted free agent, the Rams just signed 24 of them, you're a man. You're 23. You're responsible. You may have physical limitations, but you'll walk in. You can memorize that playbook. You'll know where to get a house. Get your bank account set up. You are a man. You've got a girlfriend. You may have a kid. You're 24. It's a man entering a man's sport. The NBA is kids entering a man's sport. It's a lot. It's a lot of these kids, small towns, small colleges. Now you go to New York, Philly. These are big, angry media. Lots to do. Lots of trouble. There's my, there's my rant of the week. That was a rant. There is a lot to unpack there. For me, forget the listener. One more herd? The herd streams 24 hours a day, seven days a week within the iHeartRadio app. Search herd to listen live or on demand whenever you'd like. Hi, it's the herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H E R D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler or in West Virginia, visit www.1800Gambler.net. In New York, call 877 8 Hope and Y or text Hope and Y or 67369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888 789 7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. And now newly minted first-round picks like number one overall Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of their first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands like Prism, Select, Donruss, and more, including Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards, 
and NFTs of The Colin Cowherd Show. Well, he has covered both the Warriors as a beat writer years ago and the Lakers as a beat writer before that. And this series comes down to tonight, the Warriors' ability to even it up. So, you know, you you know the Warriors and Lakers ecosystems, Mark Medina, very, very well, an NBA writer. I uh, was bounced around yeah, USA Today. We use them all the time. You know the ecosystem. So when you cover the Lakers, uh, there was some ugliness. When you cover the Warriors, it was mostly really quality basketball. The two organizations, though, one of the richest owners, one of the mom and pop shops. What was the biggest difference between covering on a daily basis? You know, I mean, you're at shoot arounds, the Warriors and the Lakers. Well, I think specifically the time that I covered the Warriors and the Lakers, the biggest difference was night and day. I'm covering the Lakers during their worst stretch in franchise history and Kobe Bryant trying to overcome season-ending injuries. With the Warriors, I'm jumping right into the, the middle of their championship dynasty. So I think the, the thing that was just very transparent was that, you know, there's a lot more collaboration, synergy, chemistry. But I think the commonalities of the organizations there's there's a commitment to winning it's about having star players and really good people around them so even if i didn't have that window of the lakers championship success i certainly had the context that you know they're only a few years removed from being part of that ecosystem and now it's almost full circle you know warriors won the title last year lakers won the title in the bubble and now you're looking at this matchup and you think man this should be an nba finals matchup because of the quality of basketball so there were the kd warriors where they stomped people and went in his heavy favorites now it's the warriors with steph steph's older mid-30s everybody's a little older clay and draymond where their iq their resilience that coaching is winning games. They're not necessarily as good as some of the teams they're beating. Boston last year had them dead to rights after three games, and it was just their ability to adapt. So what did you make? We saw them lose game one against Sacramento in a hole against Boston last year. After game one, I, I go to the internet, and everybody is like, <laughs> oh, these are these are impossible, insolvable, unsolvable matchups size-wise. What did you make of game one? I made the complete opposite. I mean, look, the Lakers, they made a statement when Anthony Davis, wow, what a moment of growth. Minutes. 44 minutes, so much dominance from both the glass and the points. They did what they're supposed to do, but I think the Warriors looked at it as a feel-out game. Two days removed from Game 7. I think it seems inevitable. Warriors win Game 2 tonight, and then it's about moving forward. How do these chess pieces work from both teams, Game 3 and onward? Sign up for a seven-game series. I don't know exactly what's going to happen, but I lean toward the Warriors because of the fact that they have Steph Curry. They have a lot of continuity. The Lakers are starting to establish that identity. Ever since the trade deadline, they've been one of the best teams in the NBA. But it just seems like you never want to bet against Steph. And there's probably more question marks pertaining to the Lakers' health because you just never know with Anthony Davis and LeBron James, his 20th season, then the Warriors. But look, sign me up. It's a seven-game series. It's going to be quality basketball every game. And aside from tonight, where I think the Warriors get it, you never quite know what's going to happen. That's what's going to be compelling for this series. So you, as a guy who covered the Warriors, you saw some, uh, you know, some turbulence with Draymond Green. But Kerr, I really feel in the last couple of years, has doubled down on Draymond. They had their shouting matches early, but as Draymond has aged and as players have aged, it feels like Kerr really now understands how how valuable Draymond is. Outside of Steph, he's kind of the soul. Um, 
when you were there, it feels like Kerr and Draymond, they were, they were kind of like newlywed. They, 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 the relationship was starting. They appreciated each other, but drove each other nuts. Yeah. That was my interpretation. Yeah, without a doubt. I think when I was there, it was in the middle of, they had already gone through that stage where they know the good, bad, and the ugly. But I was there when the whole KD and Draymond argument happened. I think what was interesting is, even though that incident wasn't great and didn't look good and they had to solve things internally, it didn't affect how they played the rest of the season. Kevin Durant was still a dominant player. The Warriors were still a dominant team. And while that incident may have exposed and I think reconfirmed why long-term Kevin Durant was going to leave, I don't think that that's what prompted him leaving. That seemed inevitable from the jump that I think to Kevin Durant's defense, he felt like he needed new challenges. He already won a championship there. He wants to to go elsewhere. And while there might be criticism after the fact of, well, why would then the alternative be teaming up with Kyrie Irving? I, I totally understood from both sides why everyone felt the way they felt about things. So I think moving forward, you look at Jordan Poole and Draymond Green, their incident, that's not great. But while you don't discount how that may have affected locker room dynamics, Draymond still played at an elite defensive level this year, and Jordan Poole has shown the ups oh. and downs of a typical young player, regardless of what happened off the court. So, um, win or lose, um, they're, they're, this organization, you could clearly tell by the James Wiseman move, where they bailed on a very good, young, talented player, it's all on Steph's timeline. They're not yeah. going to bring anybody in that's not ready to play now. That's why Iggy is a veteran. That's why Wiggins is ready to help. If you look at what they're doing, is they bring Gary Payton back. Some deficiencies offensively. This whole year felt like the gap, trying to bridge the gap between Kaminga and Moody and the and the old guys that needed rest. And they struggled with it. Um, I think if they win or they lose, they are going to try to slowly ask less and less of Steph. And the way to do that is get more front court scoring. So, like, if I said to you, they're going to make a big move. Now, they're heavy at guard. Jordan Poole, Steph, Clay, Peyton. They could move a guard. I don't think they'd move Wiggins. He's still twitchy and athletic. Steph and Draymond aren't leaving. I don't believe. But I think win or lose, they, they are a smart organization. They're going to say, we can't have Steph having to score 33 years old at 36. Give me a move you think would be a possible move. Yeah, it's hard to answer because I think the Warriors – leave so many things open-ended. I mean, they chart, and this isn't unique to the Warriors, but it's a window into this question. They chart contingency plans five years out, six years out, and it's all on possible scenarios. And I think philosophically, talking to Joe Lakeup over the years, it's his intent that Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, they're Warriors for life. But the moment that they seem to be not in the championship picture, he's not going to hesitate to pivot. And so what that means in real time, I don't think it's about championship or bust necessarily this season, but how does the last game of the playoffs look? Yes. And with that, you have Draymond Green. He could have a player option this summer. Clay Thompson, he has one year left on his contract. They haven't had extension talks yet. What does that fork in the road look like next season where do they show long-term commitment or do they want to leave that open-ended for next season? They already a little bit doubled down with giving those extensions to Andrew Wiggins, Jordan Poole, 
um, with the idea of we got to go younger. But they've also pivoted the other way to what you said about let's trade James Wiseman. So they still are trying to have it both ways of committing to Steph, committing to the long term with trying to develop young guys on the fly. But I think when it's all said and done, they're always going to tilt toward let's go in on Steph as long as he's still in his prime and producing. And even if he's doing less, he can still produce at a high level. And I think the last point on this, Colin, they're not going to always ask Steph to do the Game 7 Steph unless they need to. And I think that explains why Steph looked different in Game 1. It's about not necessarily saving him. It's not load management during the playoffs, but it's about being smart about how a playoff series goes. So I think it's going to really be fascinating what happens this offseason. It's really going to be contingent on these playoffs, but not so much of championship or bust. So let's pivot to this. Now, J-Mac rolls his eyes at me, but AD, I think, has one year left and a player option. So my takeaway is, with AD's history, that his prime was much earlier and will be much shorter. Mm -hmm. Um, And that he's giving us now something we've been waiting for for three years since the bubble which is consistent dominance. We went like two and a half years waiting for it. He came into camp out of shape. He was always hurt. He didn't play hurt. Something happened 20 games ago, and he's been a different player. And LeBron, by the way, now shooting more threes, not shooting them well. LeBron is like stepped back and is highly appreciative. You can see LeBron now, he's shooting threes. His whole thing is easier to get back on defense. I am not going to exert the effort I'm going to save it until I absolutely Memphis game, fourth quarter overtime, have to deliver it. And I love that, LeBron. But here's the thing. If they lose to the Warriors, will they have a conversation? Because I make this argument, Mark. With LeBron playing 50 games, AD actually isn't a great fit. An Ant Edwards would be, where I get 70. A Tatum would be. I'm not saying they would get them. Is that when you have an older player like a Steph, youth isn't just about the ability to defend. It's the about the ability to play 70 games. Let's say the Warriors come back, win this series in six. Do the Lakers just say, we're going to go with old LeBron and often brittle AD, and we're just going to, we're not going to make any big swings? Well, how about this? Uh, again, I think it's going to be about what does the last game look like for the Lakers? Same idea. Obviously, they want to win championships, but I don't think it's championship or bust as far as it affecting roster construction. I wouldn't be surprised that win or lose in this series that they think we're going to run these things back for next season with the idea that when you look at how they have been since the trade deadline, they've been one of the best teams in the league from a record standpoint, defensively offensive chemistry and it really goes down to when they trade Russell Westbrook some of it addition by subtraction but they also provide a lot more depth and think about what that would look like with another training camp and a full season they could still be a major player but uh, I think to the larger point is this a long-term thing uh, long-term thing I think it's very day by day I think that they're going to allow LeBron James to ride out his career with them and then at that point It's let's assess what we have. But I think to your point about AD, from the very beginning, under ideal circumstances, it was about LeBron James passing the torch to AD so that he would be the face of the franchise. He's showing some growing signs here, 
But it was also one of those things. They thought that this would be something that would be happening much earlier oh, yeah. post-bubble, and that didn't quite happen. Partly injuries, partly play. So we'll see if this is a definitive step in the right direction. By the way, think about this. Nuggets either sweep or beat the Suns in five. Number one seed, go home for a week to get ready for the six or seven game old Warriors, old Lakers. You can just put it down right now. Denver's going to have a one nothing lead in the Western Conference Final. You go to high altitude. Lakers-Warriors is not a four-game series. If Phoenix doesn't win, is it tonight? It is a or tomorrow night. Denver's going to be sitting home for five days. You go to that altitude. Like we just, We have to be honest about this. Denver has a 1-0 lead in the Western Conference Finals. This just may be, I, you know, I watch them and I'm like, they're efficient. <sighs> Is this a championship team? Were we all wrong? Look, the Denver Nuggets are a real team. And, you know, they have a two-time MVP, Nikola Jokic. And then, so they have the superstar on the team, as well as just a lot of depth and continuity. And Jamal Murray's back and healthy. Same thing with Michael Porter Jr. Michael Malone, I think, is one of the best coaches in the NBA. So when we're talking about the Nuggets, like, playoff failures, right, keep in mind that they overachieved in the bubble, overcoming 3-1 series deficits against Utah against the Clippers. They lost to a really good Lakers team in the West Finals. Fast forward to their playoff failures again. They lost to the Suns. Jamal Murray's out because of the ACL. Last season, hey, it's not great to lose in the first round, but they lost lost to the Warriors. They're a good (laughs) team, right? So I I think that the Nuggets all along have shown the real deal, and now finally this is the team that This is what it looks like when they're fully healthy. But I think to your point, Colin, they're still going to have their hands full. The Lakers and the Warriors, they're the real deal as well. And while the Denver Nuggets might have the advantage, especially game one, because of that rest, um, that would be a pretty long series as well. Yeah. By the way, in the East, who are you with? I'm mixed. I mean, I thought from the beginning it was going to be Milwaukee and, and Boston, obviously that went out the window with the Bucks losing the first round. And while I would tilt the favor now to the Celtics because, look, they responded, with, did what they need to do again, uh, against the Sixers in Game 2, the fact that they lost to the Sixers in Game 1 without Joel Embiid, that was just mind-boggling. I think that this series can go either way, Philly or Boston. And why were so many of those Atlanta games close? Yeah, I mean, look, Trey Young's a good offensive player, but to your point... The Celtics need to put away teams early. And to some degree, this is sometimes the symptoms of a really good team that doesn't feel challenged when you've been to the finals. And the Warriors have certainly shown that over the years. But I also feel like it's some warning signs that they don't always take care of their T's and I's. And when you do that in the playoffs against good teams, they'll take advantage of it. Games decided by five or less this year, despite this core for over a half decade, they were 13 and 13. Yeah. They're a great blowout team. Yeah. But they in close games, they are a coin flip. I hated the end of that game one. Marcus Smart. It's taken. He didn't even have a good night for Marcus Smart. Why does he have the ball down the stretch twice? I don't understand when you have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown there, right? And I think that the confounding thing about the Celtics is they, I think, have found the right dynamic for the most part. 
between Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown dating back to last season. They had a, have a lot of depth. They have a lot of good defenders. Robert Williams III is healthy. I think Joe Missoula has done a good coaching job. But the fact that they look so different, depending on the quality of opponent, I feel very mixed. Again, some of it might be just them not feeling challenged enough, but this is the playoffs. You can't afford to have that attitude, especially against a Sixers team that still, at the end of the day, had a healthy James Harden. Yeah, and Embiid will be getting healthier game to game. Great seeing you, Mark. Hey, likewise. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Polly Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo! Of course, you know us as the host of the number one rated show in all of sports talk, the Polly and Tony Fusco Show. Yeah. If you're hearing this promo right now, it means you're listening to some other show. Uh, well, why the hell are you doing that? Yeah, get your priorities straight. Well, maybe, Tony, they listened to this week's episode already. I don't care. Listen to it again. Yeah, great point there, Tony. Anyway, you. so you listening out there, make sure and go do that and uh, listen to the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out. As the NBA postseason winds down, it's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www1800 gamblernet In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. And now newly minted first-round picks like number one overall Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, 
Don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of their first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands like Prism, Select, Donruss, and more, including Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Colin Cowherd Show. To gain visibility and control over your financials, inventory, e-commerce, and more, right now, special offer, no payments or financing, or no interest for six months, netsuite.com slash herd, JMac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. So Joel Embiid got the MVP this week, then played for the first time in about a week. Scored 15 points in 27 minutes. Wasn't great, wasn't awful. I think he had five blocks. Yeah. Um, after the game, Embiid gave an update on the seriousness of his knee injury. What I have, you know, is you know, supposed to be out for, what, four to six weeks or something like that. So, uh, so I'm not going to be 100%, you know, for that whole time. Or I'm not going to be fully healed for that whole time. If I would have come back in game three, um, probably rusty and, you know, not myself. Yeah. Well, they pulled him pretty early. The game was over. Yeah, it was a bloodbath. That, that's what we said. Forth. If the Lakers got down by 12 tonight, late third, early fourth, Sit the guys down. I, we, we've already given the Warriors the win. What if the Lakers win? It could. They might. Uh, James Harden, 45 points in game one. You're in not game s- two, he was 2 of 14. Yeah. Well, we kind of thought that would happen. Yeah, that was... This that- is what happens with some of these guys who aren't like LeBron and Steph Curry. AD is in... I mean, he's better than James Harden, but he's in that category. Like... Would it shock you tonight if AD had like nine points and 12 boards or something? <laughs> yes, because I think in the last oh, 20 games, he is always great defensively. Yeah. He, yeah, so Harden doesn't do squat defensively. So AD will have an impact tonight. He'll have at least four blocks. He'll have at least 13 to 14 rebounds. Mm-hmm. Now, he may have a, a 16 points, not 28. But, I mean, Harden, if his shot's off, he's useless. <laughs> like, AD is still wildly – I mean, his, his rim protection – is as good as anybody in this league. He yeah. has had a 20-game stretch. He he's had no bad defensive nights. But I do I do see him occasionally wince. Yeah, and that's what I worry. Shoulder, about. the back, the collarbone, the knee, well, the elbow. Think, it's always something with this guy. Well, I mean, I think it's hard to be seven feet tall. I don't think your body. I mean, probably, right? probably difficult to be seven feet tall. Yeah, yeah. guys, you break stuff breaks when you get to be about 50 years old for a normal sized person. Put on the travel, the wear, the tear, the movement, the collisions in the NBA. Yeah, NFL guys are mostly 6'1". They're big, but they're 6'1". NBA guys, the average guy is like 6'7". Hard to travel. Yeah. I mean, I just, I think the bigger bodies, Greg Oden's a great example. Most big uh, guys, guy. Kareem's the outlier. Just was healthy seemingly forever. A lot, I think Elijah won't play till he was like 40. Yeah, that's very rare. Big um, guys break. Shaq got, yeah. It's a lot um, of weight, Shaq. A lot of weight on those feet and knees. Tough. Let's go to the NFL. 49ers, they signed Sam Darnold in the offseason. I don't totally get why everybody's geeked about this. Like, yeah. Sam Darnold is some good quarterback. I'm not bashing the guy. I know you're, he's a fan favorite. I met him at Super Bowl. Nice guy. He's been in the league five seasons. He has 55 starts. You want to guess how many interceptions he has? 57. 55. 55 starts, 55 interceptions. It's only one like, game. 
Only one pick a game, yeah. 61 touchdowns, like a lot of losses. Now, he's been on bad teams. He's going to finally be on a good team. Really good offensive coordinator. So I'm gonna... Pieces around him. So much so that someone told Jeremy Fowler that multiple teams view Darnold signing as sneaky significant. I'm one of them. He has a chance to start week one. And he, uh, he he's going to compete with Trey Lance for the job while Brock Purdy recovers from surgery. We're at the point where if you're a quarterback and you go to Kyle Shanahan, it's like, oh, he's going to be good. What a move. Great call. Just a little strange. Finally, Lamar Jackson signed his contract with the Ravens today. They had a press conference. He was asked about the negotiations and had this to offer about his mindset throughout the process. It's a business at the end of the day, and if, if you're going to represent yourself, you know, you got you to gotta have a strong mind. I want to say you get out there and put your feelings in it because it's not about feelings. You know, you can't take things with a, oh, yeah, I don't like what you said. I, I don't agree with this. You know, it's like what they feel is how you feel. You know, it's, it's, it's a grown man thing at the end of the day. So you got to be a grown man if you're going to handle business. Yeah, if you're going to represent yourself, you better have a thick skin. That's why I don't represent myself. I don't want my bosses telling me how 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 they could just move on tomorrow without me. You know I how need love. You know, you know how things pop into your head when you're looking at these videos yeah. and you're like, I should say that. No, maybe I shouldn't. But looking at Lamar, like he didn't, he looked like shy or like his hair was covering his eyes. I instantly thought back to Jalen Hurts sitting up, strong, oh, sturdy suit. I know everybody's different. I get it. But Jalen Hurts looked well, presidential. Dude. Lamar looked like he was happy. By the way, he got a no trade clause in his contract. Hour three, next, The Hurt. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 